0: Welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Yes, this week we are back with another lockdown pod, and this week we catch up with Mariners CEO Sean Millercamp. We also discuss Monty's new signings, how things are shaping up for the upcoming season, and the new A League deal. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, Jimmy, Fred, and Morrow. Lads, 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 lads. The gang's all here, lads. and lads,
1: Yeah. Full out. How are
0: we? What's going on, lockdown legends? Ooh. I'll tell you what.
2: If if I'd paid for if this was a sex chat hotline with cameras, and if I paid for it. I'd want a refund. This is the worst puncher. <laughs> what are you guys talking I've about <laughs> this.
3: Is the best OnlyFans account ever.
2: Thanks for radio. <laughs>
3: Dude, yourself, we
2: don't do video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm slowly going insane, I've been renovating the house, and got a newborn, which um, she's three and a half weeks now.
3: Woohoo! That's name. Congratulations. That's so Thank good.
4: You. So good. Another lockdown, baby. Mm.
0: <laughs> well,
5: well. <laughs> busy. Someone's let's uh
0: let's dive into it uh this week with fred's question fred this week what do you ask you are here this week to ask this one live and live. exclusive to uh, the coast football podcast yeah bring it on what do you got um
3: so Today, obviously, the new CBA deal was announced um, and obviously there's some key factors in that that are, you know, good and some are a little bit, eh, how's that going to go for especially the smaller clubs like ourselves? So my question is is basically what do we think and how do you think that the Mariners are going to deal with the, the salary cap increasing you know, is it going to be a big deal? Is it not? You know, are we just going to run the course?
4: We should get you to leave a voice message every week to ask your a question. In the future. In the future. Yeah, okay. It'll be the same as it is now. It'll be the rich will keep doing what they want and um, we'll be left there or thereabouts of where we are. I mean, it's... The more the more rules and workarounds that they bring in regarding the caps, they may as well just get they may as well just get rid of it. And it should be gone right now, in my opinion.
2: A lot of the rules that they've brought in just legitimise the loopholes that they've been using anyway. So, yeah. you know, it's basically just legalizing and, whatever they're doing. So
5: yeah, and and so seemingly sort of forever enshrining this theory that you can have these multiple things outside the cap, which, you know, to me, it, it's hard not to read those things, especially when they have figures attached to them as being get to spend extra million dollars, don't have to worry about cap. So then it's hard to understand what the cap even means. Um, I guess the thing, the ones that worry me are the ones that make our owner who already has trouble spending the money we need to run the club spend more money. And those things include, uh, uh, don't smash me for this, but they include having a W League team, which will be very costly to do right. Um, and they include the increase in the salary cap floor, I think, as the two primary ones. So, yeah, how we fund those will be interesting.
4: I'm hopeful, though. And that's... And that's also with a, correct me if I'm wrong, but a slightly smaller TV deal than what we had you know, with Fox. And the CBA lines up with the new TV deal. So this, it's not like there's going to be any new TV money coming in with a new CBA because the CBA runs for the length of the current TV deal. So where's this extra money apparently going to come from? It's, well, it's, it's either not Sean going to come from Charlesworth. Less, because it's he less money going in.
2: back to football Australia. So there's more, coming, yeah. more money coming into our league.
4: Yeah, it's but I, it's it's still going to be still going to be a bigger expense for Charlesworth, and I I can't see where he's going to pull that from unless he's either not here or he somehow somehow miraculously gets more investment. Which who's going to invest in a football club in the current environment? Are they not expecting that because now it's on
3: free to air that there's going to be more on the fence type of football fans? that are going to see the product and come to the games, so you'll have more of a crowd, you know, you'll have your, all your Euro snobs and stuff, if you want to call them that, but coming to the game because they've seen the product on 10, so that will be the the push and the
4: increased funds to the clubs? You'd hope so. I, I think being on, being on more mainstream TV, you would hope it would have some sort of an impact at the gate, wouldn't you? It would be that would be what that'll be the natural sort of a progression. But it's it's I don't know, like I don't, I don't I don't think it'll have a bit of an impact, maybe, when there's a little bit of maybe sort of a little bit of a honeymoon season, but I don't think it'll be that long term. And I don't think we'll get much in the upcoming season because of, you know, restrictions, only vaccinated being allowed in. Uh people don't have as much money as what they did 18 months ago with everything that sort of happened. Like there's, there's just so many outliers that um, maybe long-term, but not, not certainly, I don't think.
5: I think the W League um, team has the potential to um, either break even or, you know, be in the, in money. There is, to me, there's a definite, um, you know, um, share of fans that would be added to the club's fan base, not, you know, necessarily already fans. Sure, there's fans of of Mariners that would would cross over, but there'll be other fans that will attract for it, and and that might play into what you're talking about, Fred. Where um, the presence of uh, an increase in women's football uh, in free-to-air market and in commercial television might lead to there being even more interest in that. And women's football, of course, is an incredibly um, exponentially growing. Part of our game so so maybe the 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 w league can ultimately fund itself um, somewhat and and it's also the kind of thing that a local um, uh, sponsor might pick up for those same reasons, I guess as I just said and and partner up in that, um, even the council I guess in a bizarre world where the council was cooperative um, but the cap floor I just keep coming back to that and saying that just straight up is more money that Mike didn't want to spend.
2: There's also a um, increase in the cap of scholarship players as well, but um, I probably won't increase the floor on scholarship players. As you know, we had a couple of those over the past few years. Hmm.
4: Just get rid of the cap. Just get rid of the cap is my final answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so the W Same. league balancing out. Um, Ticket-wise – uh, well, we used to have the W League before um, the A the A League. Uh, the, the extra cost in renting the stadium for that extra time would, you know, substantially take away any extra um, tickets that came in through the W League, I think. So, yeah, you're right about sponsorship. We'd really have to get that on board, maybe even a separate sponsor for the W League to try and, you know, balance the books there.
5: I wonder if, um, I don't suppose Plume would live up to the lighting expectations of the W League, but um, there might be some other ways that we could manage the stadium cost, and I suppose we're all hopeful that the council will eventually see the obvious and uh, get more behind the Mariners in that space, I guess. Although, you know, we won't go there yet, but the debacle of that, hmm, that's a separate discussion in its own, isn't it?
0: It's a whole kettle of fish. <laughs>
5: They're dead, those fish. <laughs> <laughs> they stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so, so, I don't know. Does the CBA work for us or not? Do we, should we go around the table and vote for it? <laughs> I'm saying it makes no difference.
2: Um, no. I think, in the end, it doesn't entirely matter if it works for us as long as it works for the league and makes it sustainable mm-hmm. and more entertaining. I think, you know, the, the better the league goes i think the better chance we have at surviving
0: you're listening to the coast football ramble podcast
4: look at this look at this look at it look at look at look at look at look at look at, look at.
0: All right, moving on to some of the uh, arrivals and departures that we've seen over the last uh, last few weeks. Since we've caught up, it has been a red hot minute. Of course, in that time, we've seen uh, well, a couple of a uh, couple of departures in particular. One was uh, Jing Reese, who scored a move to AGF Arhus uh, over it was Mustafa Amini's previous club uh, in Denmark. What Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I called you an AGFR horse. <laughs> uh, but uh, what a what a move for uh, for Jing there who came through was signed from Marconi under 18s played a season in the academy played about 15 minutes at A-League level and uh, scores a big move to a decent sized European club. Yes, it feels yes.
6: like he was only with us for like 5 minutes and gets that overseas move so you know good luck to him. I think he I think he did well with his time with us and yeah good luck to him over there.
4: Yeah, goes to a good club. It's Would got have a loved good, to see uh, him get more. Eloquence. Good reputation, good good uh, reputation. It has had some um, Australians there in the past, and has got a few Australian guys there now. And um, yeah, I I was excited by him. I thought he was, you know, maybe sort of a slightly more raw, uh, alo Kual sort of thing. That was that was sort of what he kind of reminded me of. But um, yeah. Would have liked to yeah, as you said, mean to get a few more minutes in A League, but when you're his age and you get that, um, that sort of an opportunity over in Europe, you go for it.
6: Do you think he went too early?
4: Yeah, I I always think they go too early, but
6: <laughs> so, <same laughs> Silvera, exactly. That's my view of it.
4: Yeah, I always think they go too early, but if I was in his uh, if I was in his shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. So
6: it's hard to turn down that European move when you're young and fit and firing and you just want to go over there and see what you see what you made of sort of thing in a good league so yeah. yeah
0: they've obviously seen something uh something decent in him um to bring him in i think he was on trial there for about two weeks uh before they made the decision to uh, to sign him or they might have made the decision to sign him earlier than that but um yeah you know full credit to him fair play to him and uh, hope he uh hope he goes from strength to strength over there the other uh, departure that we saw, a bit of a key one uh, that we've seen, Gianni Stensnes, who has moved across to Norway with Vikings FK on a three-year deal. Uh, he still had a year left on his contract here, so one would think that uh, that we may have received a fee for him. Um, that's an, another one uh, off the production line who's come through the youth system here and uh, scored another European move.
4: Yeah, I'm sad about that one. Yeah, credit to
0: him.
2: I, I liked um, Gianni. Um, I know some people didn't. But um, when he got injured earlier in the season, didn't have his best games after that, but then came back into it. Um, reckon he's a solid defensive midfielder. Um, scored, a, scored a worldie for New Zealand. Oh, full credit to him. I hope he does well. Intelligent guy too. Very intelligent guy.
0: Very intelligent guy. Yeah, I think he was ducks of his school yeah. from memory. Yeah,
4: he was. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of a weird that because it's, they're, they're nearly halfway through their season in Norway. They go they go March to March to November and they're they're about mid table at the moment. So um, he made his debut on the 30th of August um, and he came off the bench. So he's had a few minutes and we'll hopefully get hopefully get plenty more before the end of the season. But it's but it is I think you know I think probably the probably the appeal is that there is the opportunity to play European football uh, if they do well, albeit. In the Europa League and the Conference League, and they still have to get through the qualifying rounds because they're quite low ranked on the coefficient. But um, yeah, I think it's a it's a nice little stepping stone for him.
5: Yeah, I totally wish him well as well. And I think we'll miss him more than um, even than you guys are stating there. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that he is the single biggest loss we've experienced since the end of the season, unless you would argue that Stadge is more of a loss in my opinion. So um, we have to find a big engine in the middle to be able to replace that. And uh, But at the same time, I like it how – like I hope – I think this is Gianni's second coming, was his second coming to the Mariners, so so if we treat these players well and let them take these opportunities without being pains in the backside to them and wish them well, then we hope that when things don't go their way, or even if they do, then um, maybe they find their way back to us first when it comes to um, any, uh, you know, ideas of coming back to the A-League. So I, so I like that he's been treated well there, but we'll miss him a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And over the last couple of weeks, we have seen a uh, couple of uh, inbound mariners. The first one that uh, was announced there was Cy Goddard, uh, ex-Tottenham youth, played a season over in India at uh, Mumbai with Adam LaFondra, and he comes to the club with big raps on him from Adam LaFondra as well.
3: Good raps to Adam. Yeah, well, from from what I've read, he LaFondra wanted to uh, have him at Sydney, but you know, so we picked him up instead. So it uh, should be good. I'm, I'm excited to see this kid play. He
4: really looks pretty handy. It's, he's, he's, he's had a bit, of a bit of a strange sort of a career path. Like he spent all that time at Spurs in the youth team, um, played quite a few games for him, I guess, and then knocked back a contract from Spurs to try and go and get more sort of regular football. Um, ended up in the Syria B, I think, and then uh, went on loan to a couple of clubs, one in Cyprus, and then was in the IPL with La Fondra, And it's it's kind of a, it's, it's a weird sort of a tra- tra- trajectory for a 24 year old. But from the from the few highlights and that, that I've sort of seen from him, he looks pretty exciting. Likes to take on the defender. Um, might be the might be the answer to our Dan Bauman issue, I think. Um sort of a few of the balls he was playing through in the IPL looked sort of pretty handy for Lafondra. Um, so hopefully we get to see more of that here with Urania.
2: I agree with everything you just said.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to be able to make um, a measure of a player that you haven't really seen a lot of. But the few things that we have seen do look promising. And um, he seems to be the right style of play to replace some of the pieces that we've lost uh, recently, good age, um, seems fairly motivated. Um, so yeah, I quite like the idea. It's a question of whether or not it turns out to be a an, an Aranya or a you rather you're not a. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so we, so we just have to wait and uh, see. This is where you
3: understand Pete.
0: <laughs> uh, I still have no idea who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> of course the other, uh, the other signing recently announced um, for Monty's men, uh, French flyer Benny and Cololo. Uh, he uh, comes to us from, I think, the second tier over in France there, uh, left-sided winger, and um, not too much information about him, but excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, hopefully it's, he finds his I level was, here
2: in the A-League. Um, yeah. You know, as you said, lower leagues in France, you know, probably, hopefully, you know, same qualities mm-hmm. here. So I hope he does well.
3: My only concern is that hopefully these two two kids, they still are children, you know, in the early twenties, you know, coming to Australia for the first oh, time. Maybe to you, maybe to you. Uh, yeah, well, okay. But you know, they're still early twenties, and they come here, you know, to Australia for the first time, and they get stuck in a place like Terrigal, which is party central. So hopefully, their head is more geared towards football, and instead of partying, because we've been stung by that before. So.
0: I think I think that's where having someone in charge like a Monty um, will uh, will have a very positive impact because he knows all about the trials and tribulations of uh, you know making your way up the ladder as a professional footballer from you know from the youth teams to the senior teams and um, you know when you sign your first senior deal and everything like that. I think he'll be able to be a good um, a good guide for them. And then you got players like Marco Aureña who have played at a high level all over the world as well, um, who can mentor these kids as well.
4: From what I saw, it looks 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 like more of a left sided like attacking midfielder. midfielder. So I mean all things going well, we could have probably Goddard on the right side and Incololo on the left hand side. And um, yeah both look pretty dangerous. Both sort of popped up with both can pop up with some goals. I saw I actually saw him take a pretty good corner and uh, <laughs> got an assist for a goal Stop so that he, he could be the answer to our Jack Clisty problem. <laughs> so no more um, fam and it was not a floater, which is good. Oh.
0: Um,
4: so yeah, both. Get both, that out of him. Yeah. So both. Both. I mean, both. Both quite left field sort of kinds of um, signings, I guess. Both a bit sort of random, sort of in a way. And maybe, maybe two signings that maybe Nick Montgomery can make, and maybe Ben Khan couldn't make because of the connections. Maybe that's. Maybe that's sort of what it. Um, maybe sort of came down to, so I'm always excited when we sign someone new that's not within the A-League because there's a lot of recycling in this league, as we know, and um, there will probably be a lot more this season as well with the current situation, but I'm I'm glad we've sort of gone ahead in pursuit of uh, maybe two little hidden gems.
6: I like that we've signed players that are in their sort of early to mid twenties rather than I guess sometimes we've been guilty of signing players that have maybe been a few years too old or so I think it's always good to to sign young players, bring them in for the experience and I think those was Goddard and, and Cololo on the wing, Muller at ten, Urania up front, I think, is a pretty good uh, pretty good four.
5: And a good mix of, you know, experience, uh, relative youth and the kind of um, spine and structure of a team that you can then put um, youth players um, or those players, and we have them, uh, who are, you know, stuck in the little spot between the A-League and the youth team and who will fight over um, the left-back position like Smith and, and um, uh, who just flew out of my head, who's our other left-back uh, aspirant, uh, Hatch. Uh, so you know that's yeah I, I think we're starting to sort of form up a decent kind of a look about us and signings like these to, to some extent would you say that they are you know relatively brave because you uh, They're untried in this place, and um, so Monty's totally backing himself here. That these players uh, and what he knows of them and has been able to discover about them is sufficient for them to be uh, likely to be good for us. And I kind of admire the fact that he's stepping into that, stepping straight up to that, if you know what I mean. Rather than uh, getting like Nicolai Muller, I don't want to use. That's not a great example of um, you know didn't take the, the, the step of finding someone, but you know what I mean? That, that um, yeah, these players have had to be found and... Um...
2: I'd like to know if it was just Monty that, you know, made that decision. Because I know we've had in the past where we've had coaches gone out and signed players and then I remember the club came out and said, no, we're going to change the whole system where, you know, three people need to agree on it. And that was what Monty, the coach, and... Ken Sean have been and even Mike in, in Ken, yeah. So Whoa. I'd like to know if it's still a committee that signs the players or if it's just the you know, head coach.
5: Well, you have to because Ken, you know, when we spoke to him, then he was kind of definite that he was a part of that process and even a part of the selection of the coach, of course. So so you have to think that um, these players have to pass the Ken test. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Also, apologies for the heavy breathing during that segment, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Josh Howe doesn't know how to operate a microphone, apparently. So uh, there you go. Was that uh... (laughs) me? Was that me? He says. Everyone else is on mute. and uh...
4: (laughs) If you can't hear it, it's good.
3: (laughs) Boys, I love you, but I have to go. Sorry.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Fred. We love you. I know. Thank you. And, of course, the uh, one of the key re-signings that I think uh, snuck through just after the last episode of the Coast Football Ramble podcast was, of course, Ruan Tongyik re-signing uh, for the upcoming season at the Mariners. Um, how good is that after the season that he had last
4: year, lads? Great Bassies. news. Based on the season, he had probably equally the biggest along with Urania, I think.
2: And from what I hear, he's the reason why Rolls re-signed as well.
0: Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah, big, big, big big part of it, so those two can, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing them continue their partnership at the heart of the defence, how important is it that we've retained that spine with Birra's Rolls, Ruan, uh, Dan Hall coming in as well, providing support there and we've still got Ollie and Niz of course as well, Simo and Ureña. Um, you know, that in itself is the making of a, of a pretty, uh, pretty pretty, solid team there through the spine um, with the players that we've got coming in too I'm pretty, um, pretty excited as to what we can do this year so top two, you yep. Agree. Oh mate, we're winning.
2: I don't know about
5: top two. I don't <laughs> know where we finish, but what it does make we me. Who finishes uh, second? Well, it, it does. It makes me feel confident as we go into the season that we will be a competitive team again. That that'll bring us to enjoying our time again, and and uh, that's. Really, what it's all about. I I'm, I didn't raise my expectations to first or second just because we finished third. I am okay with staying away from the spoon and competing for the, you know, being one of those mediocre, mediocre teams that sneaks their way into fifth or fourth, you know. So I think,
0: I think we'll be right in the mix for the sixth, Moz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: And, I, and, and we can go into the season feeling confident about that, I think, because we've already got the sort of framework there, notwithstanding the fact that we, get, you know, don't see every single position field yet.
2: How different do you think we're going to play under Monty compared to Stajic?
0: I think um, I think Monty's maybe a little more tactically flexible in a lot of ways than uh, than Stage was. Um, we've seen how his youth side sets up and how his academy sides have set up. Um, you know, it's generally been, you know, there's two banks of four, two up top. Um, but he's been more than happy to play three at the back at times um, with, you know, wing backs bombing on um, or go to a 4-3-3 three, three, or even a 4-2-3-1. So um, I think we're going to be more adaptable uh, in a lot of ways than we were over the last couple of years.
4: Yeah, kick it long and floated corners. That's it. I, I, I really don't know. I, you know, we can only go off what we've seen in the academy and exactly like you said, Pete, I, you know, I for the most part uh, enjoyed watching watching the academy plays. It was it was relatively quick moving. It was, yeah, wingers and fullbacks sort of bombing on. It was, um, when we went forward, it was sort of pretty exciting to watch and I think with the two signings that he's made in Goddard and, um, and Cololo, I think that's sort of, proves that, Um, you know, Noah Smith most likely playing left back, Um, I'm guess we're not really sure who's going to probably turn out for right back at the moment, are we? Maybe Lewis Miller who, you know, we know likes to bomb on. I think it's going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty sort of, um, pretty sort of similar to the academy, I think, so hopefully we'll be excited to watch.
6: Do you think Dan might possibly go to right back at times when he might be needed, he might. Is that right
1: back, right back spot yeah.
6: is totally up for grabs. I think.
1: I think it is too, because like, you know
4: they, they, you know, we know that they put the challenge to Lewis Miller you know, halfway through last season that you know he needed to step up if he was going to get uh, more consistent game time, and he did in some aspects, and then he also maybe didn't. So I, I think, I think you're right. It's up for grabs, and I'm not sure what's happening at uh, training and if. Dan's impressing it right back, but there's no reason why he can't play there because I know that he's good enough.
0: Just give us a team full of Dan Halls. Um, yep. yep. Yep, one through to 11, 100%. <laughs> of course, uh, as well since the last uh, ramble, <laughs> we have seen... Nick Montgomery announcing his backroom staff there or his support staff for the football <clears> department. <throat> of course, assistant coach Sergio Ramundo uh, makes his way up to uh, the assistant coach role for Monty this year as well, coming up from the academy side. He was Monty's assistant through the academy there. Um, Andrew Christensen gets the head of MPL men gig. Uh, Jess Van Stratton returns to the club as head of goalkeeping, lads. Snuck back, back in. as come,
2: come back.
0: Very, very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sneaking back in, Timmy Knight is back as Head of Performance as well. Uh, love to see another Coastie in there as well. Very good um adam holmes has been brought on as head of strength and conditioning uh liam chauncey video analyst steve lloyd uh shout out to steve head physio um isabella bozzi is the assistant physio darren dobson good old Dobbo, is uh remaining in his role as a league team manager um as well as mel woods and pat tatum um fantastic people there as a support staff for the a-league side so um long live pat Pat. yes king pat how good (laughs)
4: There's a few changes, but then also a few returning faces, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Tim was Tim was a strength and conditioning the season after we won the grand final. He was here for a year or two. Um, ben Stratton, you know, obviously he not as long ago and has now returned. Didn't he go to victory? Like, I would have left Melbourne as well if what happened down there happened. In? A small I was club. In city before. Small club in Melbourne, you know, um, so comes back to the real club, so it's all right. But yeah, lots of changes. So lots of, there'll be quite a few changes on and off the field this season. So it's uh, yeah, it's interesting.
5: Maybe a bit of a odd one, the Jess van Stratton one, especially since I think we thought that he had a our goalkeeper um, Beer's had a really good um, relationship with um, the fellow who was the. Um, Peter Zoyce, was it? Who was the the goalkeeper coach in the previous season? But um, if I'm not completely misguided, then he, you know, local, just Van Straten. Am yep. I wrong?
0: Yeah, born in Gosford Hospital, um, I believe.
5: So, so, yeah, so Gossy boy, and and I follow that That'd up with um, you know. Yeah, Um, Timmy Knight, who, you know, former local first grade grand final winner, um, uh, outstanding talent in his field, I have heard, around the traps and um, good young guy. So, yeah, I feel like it's, um, you know, supporting the coast there a bit as well. Stevie Lloyd, someone I've um, played another sport with 30 years ago um, and uh, who's been around the squad and the club for a while now. Um, in various different support capacities in the physio so yeah loving the local theme there
0: just on that ah, one Mel. with uh, with Beer's relationship with uh, with Zoisy it was actually Jess Van Stratton who was uh, pretty instrumental in bringing Beer's to the club in the first place they, uh, those two have a very very good working relationship so um, looking forward to seeing that continue this season you're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast
2: you always come up with a good question um, just for those board game lovers out there, currently on uh, GameFound.com, there is a football manager board game called Eleven that is currently crowdfunding. So if you jump onto um, GameFound website, just type in Eleven and you'll be able to find it. it. looks pretty interesting if you're into board games, which I am, and you love football, which I do, then, um, you know, it's pretty much it's taken my money already, so... <laughs> what I would uh, let you
0: know about that one. That sounds good. I like the sneaky plug. Uh, I'll be checking that out for sure because I don't mind a board game and I love Football Manager so those two things combined. Yeah, sounds red hot. Every day Okay, so joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have, of course, Mariners CEO, Sean Millicam. Sean, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, going great, James. How are you guys doing? Doing all right? Yeah. Yeah, going okay. Doing lovely. I think, <laughs> well, I think, indeedy. Battling through. <laughs> battling through,
0: mate. Um, firstly, firstly, I guess, you know, how, how are you and, and the family and, of course, your extended Mariners family all, all coping with uh, the current situation, the lockdown and everything?
1: Yeah, like everybody else, it's tough. It's a, it's a different world at the moment. The wife's um, yeah, not the best homeschool teacher and the kids are complaining that the teacher's drunk and, you know, the teacher's always, you know, <laughs> not, not paying him attention. But, you know, no, in all fairness, um, yeah, Jeez. family stuff, we're, we're doing okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I suppose on the, on the Mariners family stuff, it is a bit um, challenging for the admin team. Uh, you know the football guys are right because they're training in a bubble and you know doing their thing and going well, but from the admin guys working from home is is tough and different and uh so it's a new environment that's there but you know but we're getting through and we've had some changes in the admin uh staffing over over the uh over the off season so just really looking forward to to getting this season up and running and and getting through this uh this tough patch that we're all enduring
4: what's the what's 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 the impact sort of on the current situation I guess that's the thing that's on everybody's lips at the moment is what is the start of the new season?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's got to be exciting and the timing's going to work well, uh, in my opinion, for the A-League because uh, the government's going to want people vaccinated. They want people <coughs> back and give them reasons to get back in, into the uh, uh, into the full swing of things and going to football games is is an incentive and that's been seen around the world as well, that, uh, that being um, um, going to a, to a football match is – is uh, is is a reason why people will make sure that they get vaccinated, and so uh, and get the message out there to get vaccinated. So so it's an encouraging sign that when we start the season, it'll be uh, it'll be with crowds, it'll be with you know some new processes, I'm sure. But uh, but we'll we'll get there, and uh, uh, and the timing's working pretty well. So yeah, you know, the A League is you know it was flagged for an October 30 kick off. There's probably a couple of contingencies to shuffle that back by a couple of weeks. There's a FIFA window. Uh, only a couple of weeks in that, uh, that you can almost logically look to go straight after that, uh, which puts us around that sort of November 20 sort of a period. So um, so I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge potential uh, to be for the kickoff. And then that would time in perfectly around the vaccination levels that were needed in New South Wales. Uh, I think that there will be a, a good start to the season around uh, New South Wales teams playing against New South Wales teams um, to, to help that as well, so that there's less uh, concerns about interstate travel and getting in and out of WA uh, until the new year gets gets through. But what that means is is we're going to have some gracking games. You know, we're going to have have uh, plenty of games that we can get to either in Sydney or um, or have the travelling fans uh, come up. So so there's plenty to be excited about from my perspective. And Channel 10 and Paramount Plus uh, adds a nice bit of fresh life to the league. So plenty to talk about and I think it'll come come in an exciting
5: time. G'day Sean, Aaron. Um, is the club happy with the new CBA announced and um, do you see any challenges for us that are particular? Um, generally it's speaking to things that will cost more money over the next five years. Is there any concern about where this extra funding will come from?
1: Oh look you know the good thing is is that there's a new broadcast deal that has upside in regards to revenues from where we've been. Um, there's an unbundling that means that, you know, there's less uh, less cost or less clip going back through to the FA. So I can see where the money's coming from that doesn't directly uh, impact the clubs, uh, so to say. Um, and it's about growth. You know, I think that's the biggest statement uh, from the CBA announcement. Uh, and and coupling that with uh, the positivity around Channel Ten and Paramount Plus is that the league's going to grow now. You know, and and so previously we've always been in this. Yeah, um, yeah, concern where we're going to get the money. Our club's going to tip over and go broke. So the CBA uh, announcement is just another step in confidence that um, that the league's going, going to go okay. We're going to be okay. And we're, and we're going to start moving in a positive
5: direction. Is that a general feeling? What, what does Mike think um, about the idea of things like, you know, six hundred grand plus three hundred grand per se of extras on top of the already on top of cap arrangements? Does this? Uh, and I suppose the one that that I that stood out for me was the uh, change to raise the um, floor. Um, anything particular around that that Mike has commented to you, or that you think about it?
1: Well, look, I think that you know. Um, it's obvious that you know we look at it, and go, wow, they're they're putting money into this, you know. So it's sort of, um, you yeah, know, quite interesting. And and what's interesting on a, on a close level is that, um, so many of you might know Cheyenne uh, Pei, our, our events manager. Uh, she's been promoted uh, in one aspect to to go work for APL for the league. So we're getting a good bit of insiders to the resource and what the league itself is is getting now that we're unbundled and standing on its own two feet. Um, and so. So, yeah, I suppose we can see where where the money's coming from to get in um, Yeah, would it be um, it's different it's different from uh from Mike's perspective I, I think he's uh, definitely looks at it and goes well, you know some of that money would have been nicer to been flown straight back through to clubs, um, but I think the league has made a general commitment across all the clubs to grow so um so yeah, I suppose it's a wait and see um Uh, perspective from mike there
2: some key highlights of the agreements included It says significantly enhanced high performance standards including training venues travel and accommodation high performance staffing and player workloads uh the first two in that the training venues is that sort of a shot at western united for you know someone that was meant to have (laughs) a stadium by now it's been three years and they still haven't even you know turned soil
1: look i think that there is um there, that 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 does point to where commitments need to be made. Our, um, you know, our training facility has has been benchmarked as, as as being you know fully compliant with the new standards that need to be met, and uh, and we've still invested to go above and beyond over the off season to yeah. to improve our. Um, uh, our, our training centre, and but I think that that's a that's a good point that you know it, it is important that we behave like a professional league and provide the players with with professional environments um, to 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 do that. So so there's a commitment now that this must be done. Um, whereas previously there was no penalties if you didn't do it and you found a way to cut a corner, uh, you could. And and our club has had that scrutiny from the fans and and from the league, you know, um, over the years. Is is are we are we doing everything that we need to be doing? Have we always had the right staffing levels? We always had the right level of expertise and facilities around um, to to deliver that. Um, to, so I think that's important. I think the biggest part of this was a lot of it was around the W League and around the women's game. Um, it was was really important because uh, because the consistency and the parity between the men's and the women's uh, was was quite stark. Uh, that's there, and so there's a real commitment that the girls will be be given yeah be given a really good fair fair amount uh, to to work with. So.
2: I was just going to ask about the um, timetable for the stadium management rights. And I've seen on Twitter and uh, various couple of places that um, they keep deferring the decision to be made where the stadium management rights should go. And now there's even a a council-run body, is it, that's now applying for the rights? Do we have any idea what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, uh, we do. Uh, I suppose the... Uh, the challenging part is at the moment we are in the tender process, which this has a lot of confidentiality, and to make sure that the tender process has its uh, yeah can can take place in the proper way, I can't really comment. Um, yeah, and and I can't really comment because if I say anything out of line, it could be viewed as as putting unfair influence uh, on, on the on the process. Yes, it has been uh, yeah, shuffled back and postponed. I think that's public. Yes, there is an in-house uh, bid that's that's happening from. From council, so so, which will provide a good benchmark to make sure that um, that's um, that any any tenderer uh, reaches that. Um, outside of that, I'm probably just got to hold fire until I can properly comment until
5: you know sometime in the future. What do you think uh, we should think about it, Sean? <laughs> Sorry, Fred. Like, what, no, what should, should we it. as what, what should we as fans think about the fact that and locals even? Do you think we should think about that? Should we think? Oh well, that's just how it is, or should we um, raise an eyebrow about that?
1: Uh, look, I think it's um, I think it's it's every uh, every you know, Central Coast citizen's right to ask as many questions and find out the information as to you know, as to what's happening at council. I think there's no problem with, uh, with with anyone looking to do that. I'm just not the right source to answer those questions.
5: Well played, sir.
3: So, Sean, it's Fred. Um, you mentioned that the APL are focusing more on the W League going forward, um, and you recently. Put out an announcement that uh, you have an intention to uh, have the Mariners in the W League in the 2022-23 season. What's the process of that, and um, where, or sorry, when do you think we'll find out if we're in or not?
1: Yeah, great question, and and I think that this is um, really important for Mariners fans to know. Uh, why that uh, statement came out by the club and what this was about um, because there is expansion of, of the W League, it will expand to 10 teams uh, and then it will expand to 12 um, and we uh, we have put our position that that we're part of the 12 expansion rather than the 10, which is not previously where we've been uh, in all fairness and mainly because we felt if we were having to rush a decision to get as part of the W League now, having just found uh, found out that the uh, the confirmation of the of the uh, expansion, um, yeah, we we we'd run the risk of doing it poorly. We'd run the risk of not having the facilities, not having the time to recruit, not having the time to make sure our academy uh, has a really good season to to get itself ready to be an under, uh, underpinning uh, program. So we needed more time. So we just wanted to make sure that we had that sort of communication out there to fans, uh, when they find out that you know um, that that another club will come into the competition before we were. Uh, that we're okay with that, and that um, and that we're supportive of that, uh, it allows us to get time to get the funding, to make sure we've got the sponsorship, make sure we can do it right, make sure the girls have got every opportunity that the boys have got. Um, so, so when we will find that out as to a public announcement is all that is really once we've sort of got the job done, it's not it's not like it was before that there's a there's a real yes or no yeah approval process uh, from the league. This is more the league saying right, we're ready to go, now you tell us when you're ready to go uh, and let's do it that way. So so it's with absolute confidence for me that we're coming into the W League. What our W League will look like, uh, how it'll come, that's that's the work ahead of us now, more so than than creating a bid. So that's why it's a letter of an intent uh, for us. It's just saying, all right, this is, how, this is our timelines, this is where we're looking to do it. Don't rush us into it too early. Um, and, uh, and and let us let us get this right.
3: Okay, so all I heard was Sam Kerr was, was signing for <laughs> yes, us.
1: That sounds good to me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Cheers.
1: Well, I suppose you know the, the the key part that I'd love to have the conversation is who would be our first signing in the W League? I think it's an important one. Haley Razzo. Pre- Haley Razzo. we previously had, a, had, our, uh, had our W League, um, you know, it wasn't run by us as a club. It was run by Football New South Wales, um, so it had our brand, but it wasn't our, our team. And so, so, yeah, for me, I look at our first signing that we will look to make as, as important as, as it was for us to sign Brownie um, as, as a cosy. So, so I think that that's, there's, a, there's some really cool parts to come over the next 12 months yeah, as, we, as we head down this journey.
0: One thing you did touch on a bit earlier there, Sean, was the commitment from the club to, uh, to update some of the facilities at Tugra there at the COE. Um, is there any updates that you can shed, uh, shed some light on
1: there for us? yeah definitely when um when everyone's allowed to come and watch training again you'll, you'll see a, uh, uh, you'll see a new facility for physio, so we've expanded the physio room uh, we've we've restructured and, and increased the gym and, and still looking to do more in the gym area there for the playing group um, and we've had some internal adjustments around uh, around stuff that we've sort of wanted to get done for, for many a, many a year now and we're able to get it done in this period um, and I think look it's a small one, but it's one that I've always been passionate about. For reference to the fans, our head coach has now got his own office. It's uh, something that, that the club has never had is for the head coach to actually have his own exclusive office so that when it comes to having a one-on-one meeting with a player, he can close the door and have a real deep and meaningful without having to do that out on the pitch, without having to do that in a common area, a staff room. Um, and it, it might seem like a small one, but it was, a, it was, a, it was an important one for us. Uh, that's there, and I think something that will really help Monty make sure that, yeah, he's got every uh, resource and tool available towards him. So um, it was well received by the playing group so far. Uh, they can see the improvements that's there. Um, you know, it's not it's not massive, but but I think it's important.
4: We made um, we made a couple of good signing announcements in August, and uh, an important re-signing with Ron. Is there any more news upcoming that he might be able to spill some gossip on?
1: um look I, I think i'm really excited to to see cy goddard and uh and benny and cololo 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 i had to ask him how to pronounce it so it's and cololo uh and uh you yeah, know benny's a great guy i think he's got a really really fit you know um the you know the culture and, and that. So i'm excited to see those those guys who are quite different in, in regards to what they bring to the squad um so so i think that's a that's worth a mention and then yeah, moving forward, yeah, there is an opportunity still for another visa player and 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 another couple more. We definitely need to find a second uh, goalkeeper um, to to come into the squad. So so Ken and Monty are still working hard, there's uh, there's time, but there's still a bit bit to do in the in the playing group.
0: And finally, just before we let you go, there, Sean. Um, those who are in tune with your social media accounts will have seen over the last uh, last couple of days that you've been taking us on a bit of a, a beer tour around the world. There, um, got any favourites uh, that have come out over the last few
1: days? Yeah, look, and I've got plenty more, uh, plenty more ready to go. Um, you know, lockdown does strange things to, to plenty of people, and for me, it's probably increased my. Uh, my uh, my drinking style, um, and so um, so so yeah, the kids bought me a, a great range of, uh, of craft beers. I've always been into beer. I think everybody knows that. Um, yeah, my nickname when I was a kid was Beery. so so it's sort of or uh, <laughs> part of it. And um, and yeah, so so I'm enjoying going through a range of beers that I've never drunk before, uh, learning all about them, about the you know the you know the, the different um, yeah you know, brewing methods and, and types of beers that's there. Uh, the one I had last night was called Sunny. It was a very cloudy. Uh, pale ale tastes a lot like you know, fresh cooper's pale ale i thought um you know from adelaide and and i'm looking forward to doing some more and in particular i'm looking forward to getting around to 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 getting all the uh, all the coast beers you know, six strings and Hawke's breweries and 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 such to um shine a bit of light on them uh and i suppose it's a bit of a bit of a hobby for me on the on the side that uh at the moment yeah you know, why not why not learn a bit more
5: about beer
0: yeah, absolutely. Sign me up for that local brewery tour when uh, when you get around for it. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant.
5: I found it quite disappointing that we didn't get to get a report after the ninth or tenth beer on the first day. I was sort of waiting <laughs> with, with bated breath and wanting a Facebook post after beer 10, but unfortunately only got six, but not a bad effort, Sean.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's hard to report on beer when you start switching to spirits and bourbons <laughs> and, and scotches. <laughs> so you know, uh, and, and yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'll uh, I'll stick to the craft beer reports for the moment.
2: <laughs> One last question, Sean: How close were we to signing Dabney De Santos?
1: <laughs> we were, we were, not as close as what we were to signing. Uh, Usain Bolt. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, no, very good. (laughs)
2: You know, we eventually have to sign Dabney and we have to sign Marco Markovsky.
0: And yeah, Marco Markovsky as well, yes.
1: (laughs) I love it. Nothing more when the staff come to me and go, Who's this bloke with signed? What about Marquee? Oh, oh, Marquee oh. in. <laughs> Marquee in. Uh, well played, yes, well played.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, Sean, but um, no, that's that's <laughs> fantastic. Thanks again so much for joining us this week, Sean. It has been way too long between drinks, uh, both literally and figuratively. Uh, mate, hopefully we'll catch up very soon. But uh, once again, thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, take care of yourself, bud. Love you very much.
1: Yeah, cheers, gents. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, Love you. Stay safe, everybody. out there. Cheers.
0: It is, of course, that time of the pod where we answer your questions. Thank you all so much uh, for all your submissions across the socials, Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Um, Yeah, we've had a lot this week. We've got a fair bit to get through. (laughs) I guess everyone's going a bit stir-crazy in lockdown, and I don't blame you. This week, first up, uh, from Facebook, Dave Bloom, with another classic Bloomy question. Would you rather use eye drops made of vinegar or toilet paper made from sandpaper?
4: Um,
5: I'll
2: go with the toilet paper because nobody sees my butt. I hate vinegar, so I'm going to have to go toilet paper.
5: I think I'd use the vinegar on my butt. (laughs) 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 Is that what you meant, Dave? Sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. And, uh, of course, he welcomes us back for the new season. Fingers crossed it's a successful one. Yes, we all hope so as well. Uh, Cameron Oxley, well, we've got a few questions of this sort of ilk, uh, so we might uh, we might brush over them, but we will drop your name um, accordingly as we go through. Cameron Oxley asks, any transfer rumours, any signings in the pipeline, uh, or are we planning on promoting youth players?
6: Dabney Dos Santos apparently is, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. is still, we're still working on that one.
0: Big one.
2: <laughs> yeah, never know. Uh, there is a rumour of another player coming in, but I can't say anything. Mm. I take
0: Not AG mm. yeah no we've've we've, we've heard we've heard we may be filling out the visa spots um, so yeah we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out there are some MPL players that Monty's managed to bring in on trial as well um, we'll just see how the next few weeks plays out we've still got a few weeks till the season kicks off so I dare say you'll probably see some movement uh, pretty pretty soon next couple of weeks I'd think yeah
4: and in terms of youth plays uh shout out to Mick Uh Mick Comet, who brought up on the forum about Jacob O'Farrell,
0: Jacob Farrell, yes, Jacob yes.
4: Farrell, yeah, um, and I think the, the rumour was that he's maybe signed a senior deal, which would be surprising if that were to be the case. It might be the case if it was. I don't know if I would probably agree with that, but mm. um, from what from what we saw in MPL last season, this season, it's all bled into like, who knows what. But <laughs> when I've When I've seen him play, uh, he has been impressive the first team, despite um, sort of his age and uh, even sort of his build. He's quite a bit of a a smaller build playing against men in the NPL and he was still really impressive and still held his own. Um, Definitely would be handy competition for left back if that were to be the case. Um, I would maybe rather we sign him on a scholarship than a senior deal right now, but still very green, still very raw, but that is the rumour that... Has been
0: around? I think it might be the case that he might actually be on a scholarship. I did speak to Mick um, after uh, after he mentioned uh, that he'd signed, and Mick wasn't actually certain whether it was a pro deal or, or a scholarship, but he has signed for the first team. Um, and as you say, fantastic competition there at left back. We've now got uh, Jacob Farrell, uh, Matt Hatch, and Noah Smith all competing for that spot. Bailey McGlashan. Uh, Bailey asks, what team lineup do you see the team playing with uh, based on the current <coughs> players that we have in the squad?
4: I like your call before, here. Yeah, of uh, when you're up top. I don't know who, if we would have played two up, two up top again this season would we be starting, Patty Simon. I'm not sure. But so if we do, we have those two up top, all are in behind. Uh, maybe Goddard and, and, Colo, and Cololo always got to add the extra one on <laughs> the left and the right. Um, midfield at Nisman, it's it's a pretty, pretty good side on paper, really, to me.
6: I think a four, two, three, one's probably most likely. You've got Goddard on one wig, Encalolo on the other, Muller in the middle, Urania up top. I would I would guess that's probably what we'd go with. But Monty, like was mentioned before, he's pretty uh pretty loose with his tactics. He doesn't want to sort of give too much away, so we can, we'll see what happens there. But I think that would probably be the most likely first choice front four. But um yeah, I think I think on paper, like our best starting eleven is a pretty decent side. I don't think it's a lot less i guess um, weak weaker as last season but we'll see
2: i'd love to go uh three five two so we can get out of that
5: and I think we have the players to be able to give it a try, to be honest, although the yeah, experience definitely. level of those players might be come into question. You might have to have a bit more experience than our average experience amongst central defenders for that kind of system. But all of a sudden, we seem to have this bit of versatility there where we, we, we just name three candidates for the left-back role. We know of three candidates for the central defensive roles. We know of at least two or three for the right-back role. We have um, at least three or four that I think I could name as holding midfielders. Um, probably those two wingers would have a part um, in the middle uh, in themselves. So it starts to look like we've got backup around a bunch of different positions and youth on top of it. It's not bad. Not bad.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just going back to uh, some of those youth players, um, have spoken to a couple of uh, academy and former academy boys um, over the last couple of weeks. And one name that keeps coming up in particular is Maxi Ballard. Um, He's someone that we saw a little bit of um, throughout the course of last season. He was sort of dropped in the deep end in a big way, um, playing away to Melbourne City. Uh, But um, I think for the most part, uh, he gave a pretty good uh, account of himself. And he's definitely one that I'm looking forward to seeing develop a bit further this year. Maybe a bit of an opportunity now that uh, Stens has moved on too,
2: you should be seeing uh, Nizi get more game time this year too.
0: Yeah, Some maybe moving him back into into that yep. six or eight role. Yeah. Mm. Emma Fitzgerald, uh, good day, Emma. Hope you're well. Um, and Emma says uh, today it's Are You Okay Day. So, are you boys okay, lads? How are we? Tired,
2: very tired. Yeah,
6: pretty pretty sick of the lockdown, to be honest. But it's for the best, and you just got to push through and and get through it. So. I hope everyone listening out there is doing okay. It's, it's a pretty shitty time, let's be real. But, um, yeah, keeping everyone safe is the biggest priority for all of us in here, I reckon, and everyone out there.
2: Yeah. It's- and in that uh, Yellow Army poster put up during about the vaccination, at the end of that I mentioned mental health, if, if you are struggling, just honestly reach out to those that you know. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your family. And just talk to them. Because they will listen and they do care about you. Reach more out than to you us. Think they
0: do. Yeah, reach out to us. Absolutely. I know. Um, you know, speaking for, for myself, sure. and I'm happy to speak for you guys here as well. My uh, my DMs are absolutely always open. The Coast Football Ramble DMs are always open. As are the Yellow Army DMs. Um, any any issues um, at all, or if you just want to chat, reach out. Give us a shout.
6: If you just want to have a chat about the Mariners, if that's something that really helps you sort of mentally, like just to have a chat about football and try and keep your mind off other things, I think that can be really helpful for a lot of people, including myself, you know. I think talking football definitely uh, is really, really good for mental health if, if you're a big football fan. So, yeah, get talk football with us and try and help your mental health.
5: Yeah, I would say massive message there. And um, thank you, Emma, for um, caring enough to ask if we're okay. And um, in answer to your other question, um, although Pete might be going to get there, then yes, actually, I have had two jabs. Um, and I'm still okay um, and hoping to be continuing okay. So, yeah, and and a highly motivating reason is to get back in there and be able to enjoy watching my team play and um, – because, yes, as the other boys have said, uh, this lockdown sucks.
6: We all want to go out and watch football. We all want to go out to the pub, have a few beers before a game. So get to it. If you, haven't got, if you haven't got vaxxed yet, definitely definitely do it ASAP so you can get out there when hopefully restrictions ease as soon as possible. Hell,
0: I would just love to not feel guilty if I'm walking through the aisle at Bunnings or something. Um, <laughs> at this point in time, I miss pointlessly browsing Kmart. But um, yeah, definitely. I've I've had my first five uh, G implant jab, uh, and uh, things are going well. Yeah, the reception at the house has improved dramatically. Uh, five the
6: five G the five G is just very very strong right now.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. No, <laughs> thanks uh, thanks Emma of course for, for reaching out uh, to us there. Uh, Ben Jones, Ben asks, do we have enough players in every position to put together a competitive team? Also, will the season be kicking off as advertised or has COVID only gone and fucked it?
2: Uh, lads, what do we reckon? Yes, we have a decent, um, decent squad now. And as we've discussed, that squad's going to improve with some more players coming in. Um, I think we've got more backup compared to last year. I know with last season, um, you know, you look at your bench, and sometimes you think, "Oh, well, who do you bring on, and when, and where?" But this coming this season, I think um, you know we'll have more, we'll have better players to bring in, and you, know, you can better strategize against teams. So I think we will be competitive this year. Um, in terms of COVID affecting the season, let go get vaccinated, and then hopefully we can go watch it. Yes. I don't know when's it going to start. We don't know. <laughs> I think uh, Sean was touched it. Last on week it. of October?
0: Yeah, Sean touched on it a little bit. So the, the original plan was for the 30th of October. Um, but obviously it's a pretty it's still a pretty fluid situation with everything going on there. So he did mention a couple of dates it might be looking sort of mid November ish potentially. Um, they've got a couple of windows where they can um, sort of play around with it, but it is a little bit up in the air at the moment, of course. Hmm. Well my second is seventh
2: of- October, so anytime after that I'm happy. <laughs>
0: Johnny Needham, shout out to Johnny, mate. I hope you are well as well. Um, Johnny asks, based on every team's current roster, where do you see us potentially finishing?
6: I think Aaron mentioned it before. I think probably fighting for that mid-table, fourth, fifth, sixth spot, I think we'd all be pretty happy with that. I think anything more than probably fourth is probably a, a huge bonus, but with... Teams, I guess, getting stronger, and the CBA sort of talked about before where there's probably more chance for the bigger teams to get bigger players in, and that'll equate to uh, higher placing. So I think a fifth or sixth would be would do nicely for us.
4: Yeah, I do this thing every season where I just completely zone out in the off season, especially with other teams because it's just nice to have a break when you put as much sort of energy as what we do into. Supporting one club, so I couldn't even tell you half of the Newcastle side at the moment because they've re-signed all these new players. I I couldn't even tell you what their starting eleven might maybe look like. I have no idea. So, in terms of where, in terms of where we're going to finish, I probably will call it a couple of weeks before the season. I think
2: top six hopefully, but um, I know few of the other clubs, Melbourne City and Victory, are starting to get a bit um, better players this year, so they'll improve.
6: Especially Victory. Victory have, uh, have gone on a spree when they should have, and they've looked—they look a lot stronger.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was just holding a big sign to to the camera here in our video meeting saying that the Jets will be shit. Um, Play on. Fair enough. Um, Johnny also mentioned uh, also massive shout out to the legends that helped me get some birthday messages uh, from some of the boys for his son. It made his day. Um, Fair play to the club for, for getting that sorted there. That's absolutely brilliant. Andrew Miller, uh, with Marco Ureña targeting a spot in the World Cup, are we expecting to be him to be part of the qualifiers?
5: I don't want him to go to Brazil. I'm not sure if everyone's well. across that debacle. <laughs> I but, have no uh, idea what,
6: when Costa Rica yeah. are playing qualifiers and where they are, so I have no idea. But hmm. I assume he'd be targeting it. Well, he won't go to
2: Brazil.
4: It
2: was Costa Rica um, in uh, Central in North America?
4: Oh yeah, few. <laughs> Yeah, they're in CONCACAF. So there's uh, how are they for red zones up there? There's eight teams, eight teams in the CONCACAF last group, and they play 14 games. They've played three. Costa Rica scored one goal, so they could very well need uh, a striker. And their, their main striker at the moment is Joel Campbell, which you'll know all about. Josh, been an Arsenal fan. My dog's fucking barking in the background. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who the dog that was. It's a
4: lockdown pod. That's my horse. That's my horse. <clears throat> my 50-kilo horse. Is that, the, is that the, the feed me bark? Yes, they haven't been fed. Um, yes, they have apparently. So, yeah, Costa Rica's got about another 10 or so games to play um, and they're in. They're not doing that great at the moment. They've had a one-all draw with... Jamaica I think it was yesterday Mm. so if they keep going on the same sort of trajectory and they have pretty much two qualifying games a month um they've got two in October a couple in November they have December off and then they pretty much play almost every month right up until the World Cup next year um they start to struggle they might need to call in another striker and he's next to everyone from what I can see so it could very well be a real possibility um, there's a lot what would of
6: other be the quarantine? What
4: would be the quarantine situation? Would, yeah, that's that. what I was about to say. There's a lot of other things around that. And you know, they could change the quarantine rules here in Australia between now and then, all depending on the vaccinations. And that who knows? But if we do let him go, he may have to go and then he may have to come back and then he'd have to quarantine and all that sort of stuff. So, but I think he would have had those those conversations with the club when he re-signed, that no matter what, we won't stand in his way if he does get the call-up.
0: So, Yeah, I think uh, from the interview that we had with Ken Shambri a few weeks ago, um, Ken did mention that Marco wants to put himself in the best sort of window to be selected by Costa Rica. He does want to go to the World Cup, so obviously he wants to play those qualifiers too. Um, If he gets selected, I don't think we would stand in his way. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out, of course, with the quarantine situation and everything. And um, Paul Hunt, g'day to our Tassie friend uh, down there, mate. Hope you are well. Paul asks um, how we are going. Uh, we have touched on that, um, Paul. It is—it's uh, a bit of struggle street, to be honest. But um, you yeah, know, we're all we're all battling through, um, and uh, ah, we'll, be, we'll be sweet, won't we? Tom Christenthal, uh, good friend of the show there, Tom. Uh, what, if any, effect will lockdowns around Australia have on the start date for the A-League and the scheduling? Again, something that uh, we've touched on a couple of times there and Sean touches on as well. Hope we have answered that question well for you there, uh, Tom. Um, just a shout-out from us to you as well, mate. Hope uh, hope everything's going well with the family and the, uh, and the new bub there as well, mate. Absolutely sensational news that you had there since the last pod, mate. So all stoked for you.
6: Yeah, congrats, mate.
5: Super
0: news. And Trent Woods, with Ronaldo moving back to Manchester United, do you think this is his final chance to move out of the shadow of the Mariners all-time leading goal <coughs> scorer and seven time golden boot winner Matthew Blake Simon?
4: That wasn't in the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Contractual agreement that state that question? I have to have to phrase it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Just add that one to the cash pile. <laughs>
5: I think they're similarly styled players. So you know, Ronaldo he's only on the way down. It's as as exemplified by last year. Matty's still on the way up.
4: Yeah, true. <laughs> actually, I actually uh, I just, there was one video of Benny Inkilolo scoring a goal, and he did the Ronaldo celebration. So we we may actually see that.
0: Oh, can we can we touch on that too? Alo Kowal, um, while while we're talking about it, Alo Kowal's absolutely been scoring goals for fun, um, over in uh, for Stuttgart's under twenty one side, and he bagged another one over the weekend. And yep, did the full Sue celebration. He it did. Was, it was, I it was.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We will track down the footage and uh, and post that up on uh, on Twitter and or Facebook as well. Um, Just great on to that. See little doing reminder. Yeah. How good is it? Yeah.
5: How good is it to have that? ability to keep tabs on, you know, a young player who was sort of, you know, come through at this place and we can sort of keep an eye on that and enjoy that. I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so good. Uh, A few more questions that have come in across uh, Instagram here, Jono2087. What's your favourite beer or drink bin across this lockdown, fellas?
2: I love my cider. Um, I've just been getting heaps of different independent Australian apple sourced, sourced apples. Fiders, basically. Nothing in particular, really.
4: Yeah, mine's, mine's not that exciting. Just good old
0: Corona. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: oh, he had a case last night. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: did have a
0: full case. He's in isolation for a <laughs> reason. <laughs> I knew there were some cases
1: up north, Luke,
0: but, uh, yeah, that's got me worried now. <laughs> Um Personally, I've uh, been
6: with the, I've just been sticking with the pure blonde, low carb. It's a very easy drink. Does the job.
0: Very good. Very good, Moz. This must be
5: this must be what's wrong with um, me that uh, I'm drinking the Coca Cola, baby. Um, and um, so either oh, something's wrong you, with me or why did you say it like that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That just was just because
5: I. This is weird. I liked it <laughs> because I'm weird. Exactly. Coca Cola. Yeah, love really. it. Yeah, so no beer at all. In fact, that's it. I'm after this. I might have to go out and crack a beer. Oh yeah. no, it's Thursday night, isn't it?
0: That's uh, uh, sounds like a plan. Though every day's Friday when you're in lockdown.
5: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> every day's a weekend. Seems to me, every day's Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Groundhog Day all over again. Uh, personally, <laughs> I've been enjoying some fine single malts, um, and I just can't go past the Balvenie Twelve. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Dylan Payne and Tony Minio both asks about uh, news on more signings. Hopefully we've uh, touched uh, or capped uh, that off for you there. Um, Tony Minio asks also, who is the backup keeper? Uh, something that Sean touched on that uh, Monty and Ken are working on there. Johnny Needham. It's
6: not for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did chat with Aidan Munford uh, over the last few days and uh, he has scored himself a move uh, back up to Queensland, um, so fantastic news for him. He will be training in the meantime with the Brisbane Royal as well, so um, full credit to him. He keeps going from strength to strength. Johnny Needham uh, can't stay away from us on the socials. Uh, God love you, Johnny. Um, he also uh, asks, <laughs> how the fuck are you, boys? Uh, how are you holding up? Um, yeah, we're going all right. We're 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 doing what we got to do. Uh, we're getting through. Scotty McGee. Uh, fuck yes, boys. Any news on rescheduled FFA Cup games or any friendlies? Um, no, unfortunately. Uh, the FFA Cup is, is scheduled to kick off next week. So that'll be exciting for those clubs that are able <laughs> to participate.
2: On, on, on the FFA Cup. Mm. I'm kind of torn, Pete. And I think you know why I'm a i bit know
0: torn. why i know why yes
2: i want it to go ahead because i love football yes but i also want it to die because i want to be in asia again exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes agreed if the ffa cup doesn't go ahead this year it means that third place from last season is in asia that's right and guess who that was
0: uh i'm just having a quick checking my notes oh shit that was us not, not so
5: it wasn't, it wasn't Macarthur then. <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
2: yeah. What are some of the clubs we'll be playing against? Some um, Seychelles were mentioned, weren't they? Uh, the
0: the Maldives, like uh, Laos, Maldives. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. Maldives away. Sign me up. <laughs> yes. That'll be a very uh, expensive bring away day. Bring, bring your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take out a second and third mortgage on the house and sell a couple of organs and uh, off you go, yes. Who pays for the accommodation if we have to stay
4: there? <laughs> Surely it's not Charles West, no
5: way. I think at the airport. We'll fly in on the day of the match from India. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dylan Wilson. Dylan asks, uh, will we sign a Stefan replacement? Now, I'm not sure if he's referring to Stefan Negro or Stefan Jankovic, who apparently was at the club last season.
5: Hmm. Yes. Not really sure if we need a replacement for Jankovic. <laughs> <laughs> not in the same capacity the anyway. club,
0: If the club needs someone to go out and uh, hang around at I'll sirens at three o'clock in the morning blind drunk, uh, I'm available. <laughs> and um, <laughs> probably at a similar price point.
5: I'll
6: be your Merge, support first. man. I'll rip. Rest in peace, yeah. me sirens. Murder yeah. has to get
0: out of
4: bloody jail first. It?
0: <laughs> mm. Sure does. Sure does. Um, if it is with regards to <clears throat> Stefan Negro, I think we've got a, a, a just as good, if not better, option there in Lewis Miller, ready to go. Of course, thank you to everyone who uh, submitted questions across the socials again this week. We love uh, we love the engagement there. Um, we've uh, had one coming from Rennie five on Instagram. Who has won the most first grade grand finals in the history of football? Um, not sure where, which, which association that's related to in particular, if that's with regards to central coast football or, or what the go is, uh, slide into our DMS there, Rinny, and, and, let us know. Uh, and of course, William Brown, two, four, one, Oh, lads, where's Dabney?
6: <laughs> I am wondering that as well. <laughs>
0: Get dabs for dab
6: knee trending.
0: Dabs for dab knee. <laughs> I, so I hate
2: it so much. I hate, thanks, I I
0: hate it. Thanks, Josh. I don't want to hear
2: his name. I just picture someone dabbing with their knee <laughs> above their head.
0: Well, according to his Wikipedia page, he is, he is signed um, here at the Mariners and uh, we've seen we've seen, mm. you know, photo evidence and everything like that. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Sean just keeps annoying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he surely can't be. He's far probably
5: away. just in quarantine with like Mark or <laughs> <laughs>
0: Marko Markovsky. <laughs>
6: He's, he's been in quarantine with the with the Russians.
0: For, speaking like, of which, Marco me. Markovsky is, uh,
4: is. He's been in quarantine with for the years Russians. and we just fucking forgot about
5: him. <laughs> he was signed by Arnie. That's
0: not like New South Wales Health to forget about someone in quarantine. Oh, no. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, speaking of which, actually, Marco Markovsky is a free Asian again. So uh, give us a call. I'm gonna
2: do it, even just for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the agent fee
0: there? <laughs> I don't know. We do. <laughs> Who's we, Josh? The pod, the podcast as a whole. The podcast,
6: the podcast as a whole gets the agent
0: fee. Oof, oof. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the podcast has to do with it. Well, I played innocence. You want Um <laughs> It'll be another couple of years before we do that. Again, I take I the fifth. Um, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Jim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very good. Um, Alexander V 91 on Insta asks, uh, do you think Sai and Benny will be better than Bowman and Casella? Uh, if not, why not just re-sign them? I,
2: think I thought that- Casella did enough to get a, a contract for another year, but if they've seen mm. more in these other two, then, you know, let's, let's wait and see. Mm.
5: Yeah. I think that's the very thing, isn't it? That, um, that, Monty is backing himself to that they will be better and um, you know it's fair to say that um, potentially they both could be so I don't mind giving it a go I too thought Casella probably did enough to uh, still be part of the squad but um, but yeah I'm, I'm happy to um, I mean we're backing Monty and uh, we're backing him in that his recruitment will work out for us so you know
0: you're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast.
1: I love you all, no homo,
0: lads. It has been an absolute pleasure um, back with you, not in the studio, but uh, but remotely. But um, always a pleasure to uh, to get online with you and, and talk absolute shit uh, for a couple of hours about um, about football. And um, it's been yeah, it's been great catching up. It's been too long, fellas.
2: it's, it's great to have this podcast, the original podcast, still going. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of it still.
0: The original and the best, of course. The uh, the Coast Football Ramble podcast. There, um, it's it's great to it's great that yeah, as you say, Jimmy, it's it's been around for for so long. And you know, full credit to yourself who hosted and produced for for so long as well. And you know, you've got dad duties now and. Um, the fact that everyone still gets together, all of us together um, is absolutely brilliant. And, and, you know, the, the players and staff that we come on, shout out to Sean for giving up his time today. And um, yeah, look, we hope, um, hope everyone's keeping well. Like we said,
4: I didn't see anything on the new South Wales health release about uh, 70% vaccinations and getting together to record a podcast. Is that going to be out soon? Five people
0: in a room, five people in a room. Yep.
4: At, at, at the COX?
2: Uh, anywhere I get. Well, I said at home. But I imagine if we if we pay ourselves, say, a dollar a year, we can <laughs> consider it work.
4: No, but I want, a, like, a specific central. specific from New South Wales House. Like, the Coast Football Rebel can get together at this date I'll when call. 70% vaccinated <laughs> my- <laughs> to record the world's most important podcast.
2: Well, if my Twitter account wasn't banned for abusing Craig Kelly, <laughs> um, I would ask...
4: Gladys directly, but I can't do that. You shouldn't have got banned yeah, okay. you to have some horse deer worm, What's wrong?
0: <laughs> can't believe you got yeah. banned for that. You should have got a blue tick or something, mate. Yeah, oh, it was a bit severe what I said, but uh, he, ah, it was play warranted. On. Play on. No, it
4: was absolutely wild. <laughs> um, it's been. No, in-
5: I definitely think we should ask Barrel
4: Chicken though, because I mean, Luke's <laughs> yeah. got a valid point. We are, you know, I'm going to go to the press conference and say, "Hey, Gladys,
5: coastal ball ramble <laughs> You may have heard of this. <laughs> When can we get together? We will. (laughs) We will wipe our microphones with dettol afterwards.
2: (laughs) I'll tweet it now from the um, podcast account.
0: Sounds good, actually. I was just wondering who that login alert was that just popped up. R.I.P. Oh, very good, very good. Hopefully we'll have some answers for you soon. Uh, But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in once again to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Stay safe out there. And uh, until next time, you know how it is. It's uh, love you. See you.
2: Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.
3: This week, we discuss Monty's new signings,
0: we discuss how things are shaping up for the upcoming season, and the new A-League CBA deal. We also take the time to catch up with Mariners' CEO, Sean Millercamp. That is the worst intro I've ever f***ing done, I'm redoing the whole thing, I f***ing hate it. Ah. Ah. Sorry guys, it's been a it's been a minute. No,
3: hey, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> Rewrite it. Sorry, I I can't write stuff. No, nah,
1: that's yeah, that's my bad. I'm I was trying old. to trying to freewheel it a little bit. It's... Do you do you mind if we wait just like a couple of minutes? Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Sorry guys. No Talk worries.
2: Talk amongst
0: yourselves. Just play some music for the meantime. Just fucking. Thanks for joining the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment.